we had great situational hits as a team, and I think that was a big part of us moving on and getting into the World Series. I like to say, you know, like the first 30 games, uh, you see the league balance out. When we get there, you know, we'll know more about our team, and you know, like, and we'll know what we really need to do. I've seen the inside of the clubhouse, how these guys get along together, the, the coaching staff, the manager. It's a well-oiled machine as far as uh, continuity. There's no easy games in baseball, but we have teams that we should play very well against. Good morning, and speaking of sports, The Daily Show. It's Tuesday. Before we get started with the Phillies, and this is a baseball show, I'd be extremely remiss not to congratulate our 76ers without Embiid on the road. A win at the Garden. Wow, what a great game to watch. Basketball playoffs where they're playing defense. And man, do they play defense. They get after it, don't they? Harden, you know, in better shape this year. I, I actually did get behind Harden. I, I got busted pretty good last night, and I deserve it. I was all over Harden and the trade last year. I got him back Harden earlier this year. A lot of people know that because he started to shoot 40% from three-point. He was hustling. He obviously lost 30, 40 pounds, and he was uh, a lot to the old James Harden. But last night, something different. You know, he does not have great postseason uh, career for his career numbers. Last night, I'd say he had some pretty great, great numbers. Maxey, uh, Harris, everybody's stepping up, doing what they had to do. They had to get scoring from three players, a couple off the bench, and uh, play defense at the end. I mean, the, the two stops, the shot clock violation at the end, unbelievable defense. It felt like it was a 40-second play in, in my book, but that was just so exciting. They they steal a win there now you can play game two uh, a little bit relaxed of course you could come home and get the big guy back hopefully and and go from there that's the game you had to have on the baseball front the game last night 13 to 4 at the dodgers is one that we used to tell the our, our players just flush it you know and that in a good metaphor just just flush it these things do happen on a schedule you're not going to win them all nor are you going to play competitive baseball in all of them so it's uh 13 to 4 is uh just a game that you have it happens all the pitching falters no pun intended although it wasn't faltered it was it was uh walker and um kimbrell last night got knocked around a little concerning but nothing worked. You know, you have nine hits. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, let's stop the presses. How, how remiss. Shorebaum hit another absolutely meaningless home run. So I want to make sure number seven gets noted for the Bucks, Bringing his batting average down, oh, up to 208. Uh, and his OPS, 782. Slugging, 443. You know, fifth on the team. Not bad for your your, your three-header, <laughs> let's compare him to Freeman. It's all a joke, and it's a sad joke, and, a, and it will remain a joke because they're going to keep him up there even when Harper comes back tonight, which is big, big, big news because you have a chance now to max out this lineup. But a little bit more on Harper down the road here. What what else is notable? Two out of two, six runners in scoring position. Marsh with another... Miss Q out there in center field. However, it's important to note that 
His RF9, you remember that's the range factor per nine innings. It's pretty easy, RF9, is a pretty healthy uh, 250. Now, you want to you give that an index, right? What does that mean, 250? Compared to what? Well, his career RF9 is 2.15. I'm talking, we're talking now, you have to talk center field only, not left field. And his low is 20, 198, actually. What was Willie Mays? 268. And Marsh is currently at 250 as, as a barometer. Not bad. What does it mean? He's getting to more balls. He's, he's making his mistakes. But remember, Ozzy Smith one year led the league in errors, and he was still the greatest shortstop of all time. He got the 900 chances, so he had more errors. Uh, so you can't blame him for that. But Marsh is in center field. you got to cover ground. You got to make plays, and and he's doing that much better so far this year. Th- that really is a plus. So we'll uh, we'll give the Devils the fifteen hits, thirteen runs, thirteen earned runs, eight walks, and in this modern day uh, game of baseball with strikeouts laden, still thirteen strikeouts. You know, twenty years ago, if you said, "All right." The, the team had 13 strikeouts. Guess the score, you know. You'd have said, oh, they won, won nothing, you know. Now, you could, you could strike out 13 players while giving up 15 hits. Say, wow, you know, feast or famine, right? What are you doing in major leagues nowadays? Well, you could have a really good night, you know, and, and score you know, 13 runs. Or, at the same time, strike out 13 times. And that's, you know, that's modern-day baseball. That's the pitching. That's the, the velo. I mean, it's uh, coming in at 95, 96, 98 miles an hour. Interesting note, uh, the Dodgers do it right. Betts, Freeman, Smith. Gee, what do you know? They stacked their best offensive players, you know? What are we doing right now? Turner and Schwarbaum. And outs after outs after outs when other guys, you know, Cassidy last night with two hits, Marsh with two hits, but not up where the action is. Now, it's not going to win a game, okay? You lose 13-4. to four. Your lineup last night is absolutely meaningless uh, because you lost 13-4. to four. This is a game on the pitching, right? But if there's any uh, bright sign last night, that would be, you know, it's dim at best, but the fact that the offense did get nine hits, came back and picked up four, and they, they weren't lifeless. They didn't roll over. They didn't put the bats away in the bag and say, the hell with this game. They were still fighting in the middle of the game, uh, a little bit resilient, which is, you know, it's great to see that. Let's talk about Harper coming back tonight. How long is it going to take him to get acclimated and to get anywhere near his, his run production is the question, but it can't hurt. I mean, you you now have a chance if this team continues to hit, uh, batting average-wise at least, runners in scoring position, is that going to change? You know, jury's out, but you got a chance now to make the lineup right. I don't think there'll be any big changes in terms of moving guys up that I think should be moved up and really you know, consolidate your offense. Remember, this is not the eight-year-old, you know, stickball game where you say, well, wait a minute, you know, Johnny's got a bad eighth because somebody good's got a bad eighth down there. We go, Remember the coaches that wanted to spread, <laughs> spread out the lineup? You know, you had three really good players and six kids that couldn't play, and the coaches say, oh, one of our stars has to bat eighth because, you know, we got to balance out the lineup so we have hitting down at the bottom. 
Yeah, it's interesting, Coach. That's why I didn't coach baseball too darn long. But it's, it's not correct. So, you know, you got, you got to consolidate your offense, and that's what the Phillies should do. When I say that, I'm talking on base. I'm, I'm talking the entire slash line, not just, you know, slug or, or OPS. The, one of the things I, I do want to note, because you can't not be a little bit concerned about this Braves lineup. We talked about the Braves yesterday. I, I got a lot of feedback. And don't you think they lack pitching? Don't you think? that their, their record will adjust itself because their schedule does get much tougher in, in May. You have to look at who the teams are playing. And, you know, the Phillies had a lot of, you know, Colorado, the Reds, the Marlins. Although the Marlins, you know, <laughs> who, who's to say? But um, when you take a look right now at the Braves lineup, they're, they are just about at their apex. What do I mean by that? Well, they brought up Grissom and Harris, as you know, and those two guys did terrific last year, 300 hitters. They had some guys that were hurt. They had three pitchers that were out. And now you've got, you know, with Acuna and Olsen, Riley, Murphy, and Albies, and Grissom, Harris, the backup catcher, Dearna's name, I forget his name, how you pronounce his name, but he's become an offensive uh, force now. I mean, the Braves are going to be absolutely stacked, you know, 1-8, and uh, their pitching's healthy. Their bullpen is still suspect, and that's what happens in Game 2 yesterday in New York. They won Game 1-9-8, had the lead in Game 2. Bullpen gave it up, and I think you'll see that that's going to be the Achilles heel for the Braves. They end up losing Game 2, 5-3. It is absolutely a formidable lineup, and I and I. Do you fear it? Uh, I have a lot of concerns about the Braves line. I have, I have a lot of concerns right now about the Braves in general. The good news is we're talking. Uh, it's May. What the heck's today? May second. Okay, something like that. I think it's May second. So you have the whole season to go, and Harper's back. You, you, you just want to maximize your, your offensive potential now. Where will, where will the run production go? You know, it, it was close to five. It, it's going to move all over the place early in the season can we get back to a, a five runs per game offense with the pitching? If we can get near that five runs per, per game offense, it's a formidable offense. You're going to, what does that mean? At the end of the year, you may have not a handful, but less uh, teams that are five runs per game offense. That's uh, that's very lofty. And the Phillies have the ability to put that together with Harper. And if you're scoring five runs per game, and the average is like four or six. When you talk about runs per game, all right, so if each team is like four or five, let's say, and it's nine runs in a game, how about this? With all the pitching, it's gotten better on 98 miles an hour, and the specials in a game, and the early stage instructions, you know, kids AAU, and they have elite batting coaches and stuff. The training is just... I don't have to elaborate. Everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. And you want to compare it to 100 years ago where your star players in 1936 were washing cars in the offseason for income, and they weren't doing anything offseason-wise other than drinking. You can't compare the regiment. There's no comparison. It is, as we say in finance, an absolute 180. There's nothing in common with 100 years ago. And I could articulate all the other changes. Uh, and here's, here's the, the modern miracle. The game of Major League Baseball 
is still predicated on just about nine runs per game, 4.5 each side. I think that ends up to nine. It's still early. And that hasn't deviated a smidge. So if uh, some uh, Saturday afternoon you're bored and you want something to do, just go back. How you do it is you do every 10 years by the decade. And you just take a look at the MLB offense, you know, baseball reference, and it'll, it totals it up for you. And you can have it done within 20 minutes. And that's what you'll see, that the propensity to score runs in Major League Baseball is this exact same now, about nine, uh, as it was 100 years ago. But think of all the changes. How has that stayed balanced I mean, you should be telling me that 100 years ago it was 14, and now with the pitching, it's six. It's nine. And 100 years ago, it was nine. And I I find that particularly mesmerizing. Uh, Maybe I'm enamoring myself. I don't know, but I really do think that's mesmerizing. So we have the Dodgers game two. What will help this road trip and act as a channeling asset through is your first two wins. When you go on the road trip and it's Houston, uh, L.A., you fear getting swept. You fear only having one win. But when you win the first two in Houston, you bought insurance for the road trip. Uh, So you you lose the third game, and you you lost uh, last night. So it's you balance out at two and two, uh, and you have two games left. And what's the worst that can happen, two and four or something like that? So it's uh, it can't be ugly, but it can be a 500 road trip or better yet. So those two early wins on the road trip, it's exactly what you do. You buy insurance. You got the Red Sox after that that are hitting. Toronto's very hot. Then you get the Rockies. You know, it's always different when you play the Rockies there. Uh, and then you've got the Giants. You know, for, So the schedule's not brutal. But it's certainly tougher than it was in April. So are they important games? You know what I say? They they add up. They always add up. How about this rookie for the Dodgers? Uh, Altman is at center fielder, uh, 283, 975 OPS. Position player, good-looking kid. Where's our position player that's coming up in AAA that we're excited about or rookie that we're excited about? You know, that's what I think we lack from the minor leagues, and that's been a problem that we've talked about. So that's an over and out, and we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Go Phillies. Great win, Sixers. Uh, Philadelphia is the uh, greatest sports town in the world, in my opinion. We live in the greatest sports town in America. No doubt about that. And uh, you have a, uh, a great Tuesday. <laughs>